0: Good afternoon Spurs fans and uh, welcome along to our latest uh, Football London Spurs podcast. Alasdair Gold is with me this afternoon as always. Hello. Hello and uh, our resident um, Spurs fan and just general good guy Steve Farouge is also here with us this afternoon. So hello Steve.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Uh, he warns us that he's had, um, you've been up since four in the morning haven't you? Pretty much. And yeah. I've had a lack of sleep too so uh, if, we, if we do... Um, Sort of sound a bit sleepy? Then uh, we we apologise in advance. Um, something that would certainly wouldn't send you to sleep was it was the game at the weekend. A, a bit of a thriller down at the lane, um, and Harry Kane. A lot of the pre-match narrative was about hip, him being pitched against Romelu Lukaku, and who would who would come out on top in the battle of two of the Premier League's top strikers. And there was only one winner, really. There
2: really was. There was, and it was. It was almost if there was this moment about, was about 20 minutes in, when he kind of just reminded anyone that might be nodding off who Harry Kane was. Just you know, picked up the ball from Ben Davies, cut inside, just bang, absolutely glorious goal. And that's you know that's something about Kane that um, maybe in recent weeks we haven't seen was that his you know sometimes his service had been a bit poor. He went on a little run of without goals. And then he's been scoring again, but actually he proved in that moment that sometimes, you know, he's one of those players that doesn't even need the service. He can just make something out of nothing. And, I mean, Lukaku did come into it towards the end. He showed his strength, but the difference was he was isolated for long periods, Lukaku. Whereas Kane showed that it didn't even matter if he was on his own. He can still bash on him on 25 yards. And, no, it was fascinating, actually. It, I think we've had this really nice run of games at White Hart Lane where every game in the last couple of months has been a bit of a thriller.
1: Well, nine home games, in, a, in win, uh, one in a row. Incredible.
0: Absolutely. it's
1: First record. I was
0: just going to say about Kane. Um, 19 goals now. Top of the Premier League top scorer's list. Um, With two months out. Of course. And a further four assists. Only Alexis Sanchez, unfortunately has Who? yeah quite um, has contributed to to more goals in the Premier League overall which is 26 Canes on 23 it's the the numbers around this season just continue to amaze don't they
2: maybe that's what Sanchez was laughing on the bench about <laughs> 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 now he's um, he's been brilliant and as Steve says two months out as well yeah, you know, just think what he would have done <laughs> with the two months as well although flip side is it's probably why he's so fresh now and banging him in while others might not be but he's he is some player he
0: really is do you you think um, something that we probably didn't think about discussing really pre-podcast but something that I think I'd love to get both of your guys take on Um, a few suggestions this week that Pep Guardiola's Manchester City summer um, transfer strategy will centre around English players he's obviously a huge fan of Danny Rose he likes the look of Deli Alley as well do you think given I know Sergio Aguero has obviously come back into the fold at City but do you think he would be tempted to move for Harry Kane
2: no chance have <laughs> they got <laughs> that much money <laughs> <laughs> ha, what, what,
0: what, what would be the figure that you place on him in this market 100 million at least 100 he, million
1: he, he's an English player especially to an English yeah. club well yeah there's English premium isn't
2: there yeah. to begin with and he's guaranteed 20 goals plus the season
0: I mean, we we had the conversation in the previous podcast about how what why it's almost not fair that he's not labelled a world class player when he's delivering in arguably the most difficult league in in really? the world. Three I, seasons in a row. Absolutely.
2: It's, no, I think it is. I think he has to break the transfer record. And Spurs do have previous with this. So, uh, <laughs> do you yeah. think
0: the only the only kind of thing that may not not necessarily hold Spurs back from the obviously they can command whatever they like for Kane, but the thing the 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 question mark nagging kind of remaining thing against them is, is the the European kind of performances. Do you think that's something that will be taken into account at all? I think
2: that's Spurs as a whole though, isn't it? That's the problem. And I think people would see that in isolation, but you know what would he be doing were he up front for Real Madrid and matches like that and things like that or, or Barcelona last night do you,
0: do you worry about any of the any of the players going this to Manchester City this summer or do you think um, they are really buying into what Poch is doing and, and the project that he's building
1: I, I don't think that we will sell any of our players to another English team e- even the likes of the fr- not necessarily fringe, but second second choice players that get a lot of game time like Davis I don't there's been talk of him potentially going I don't think he will and I think it would have to be a Premier League club that he would go for, but I just can't see any player going anywhere
0: Danny Rose, given his links to Yorkshire, do you think that's one that not necessarily would happen, but do you think Guardiola would probably go most you look at that man City team at the moment. There's an argument. I, I mean, I can't understand the kind of Deli Alley link in some respects because I would, I would imagine he'd walk into their starting eleven. But I also think that that's hardly a priority position for City and Guardiola. But backs they are clearly, obviously, in the market for them because that is the worst area of their squad. and I, I would imagine Guardiola would probably look at Rose as the ideal fit for his system he, he, he's been brilliant this season
2: I think most managers at most top European clubs would see Danny Rose as an ideal fit for their system but it's been one of those seasons how many players have we signed up to new contracts I think it's 16 I mean Danny Rose only signed a new deal just before Christmas I think it was
1: they're going nowhere
2: absolutely nowhere and if they are the fee is going to be so astronomical it's going to break records probably for Danny Rose would be the most expensive defender ever if he went it's Spurs and Daniel Levy and the players have put themselves in such an incredibly strong position this season
1: and especially it's said that we've got one of the best training grounds in in Europe or the world we've got the new stadium coming up in less than a season and a half I don't know why a player would, would want to leave that and even in some alternate reality where Pochettino goes to Barcelona in the summer potentially the likes of Rose or Kane might be tempted to follow him, but I can't, I can't see that happening. I think a lot of people kind of, you know, quite
2: cynically kind of look at money and they'll look at club history and things like that. You can't overlook what a fantastic workplace and working with your mates is like on a yeah. daily basis. You know, Whitehall Hart Lane is where they, you know, put on their show, as it were, but every day they're at Hotspur Way and it is like Steve says one of the most amazing stately art facilities in the world which other clubs come to see England train there you know instead of St George's Park quite a lot <laughs> which is you know is a strange one but uh, yeah and they're all they are so close these guys they are a bunch of you know 20 year old guys or so having a laugh and it's going to be tough to break that and I can't see anyone doing it certainly next season
0: in terms of incomings this summer potentially um obviously there was the the news this week that Paul Mitchell has been placed on gardening leave so Spurs head of recruitment um, moved out and Steve Hitchin, the new uh, appointment who's going to be the Chief Scout um, can you just shed a bit of light on the situation there and and Spurs thinking behind that move?
2: Yeah, it's a funny one with Paul Mitchell he kind of announced towards the end of the summer that he was resigning and I mean Steve and I were talking about this earlier this kind of enormous notice period that it was reported that he had a 16-month notice period, which I presume is to keep him kind of well away from other people's transfer plans and, and messing up with Spurs' ones and things like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there were a hell of a lot of rumours at the time. That, um, Chelsea striker, is it Bashoi? I can never pronounce his name properly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least you try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if anyone else is, you know. Mishi Ma Bashway,
0: that's it, yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. like a pro <laughs> like someone that hosts every Football Not London podcast that's beautiful. <laughs> that beautiful
2: well apparently Spurs were you know in for him and weren't able to get him and that was kind of a great frustration for him reportedly I should say and that kind of played its part in his frustrations and yeah and so he's kind of been this kind of strange figure in the background uh, for months now Steve Hitchin coming in i understand has kind of alleviated some of that now so that's why they've been able to place him on gardening leave and he's not because i even said oh no i still see him around the, you know we talk in the canteen and you kind of think oh there's a guy that wants to be out of the club can he you know this is and this is in reference to anyone that's going to leave a club can they be a positive influence still if they're kind of hanging around the club um but now they've looks like they've been able to kind of take him out of the situation steve hitchens come in They're having these meetings, Pochettino, Hitchin, and Levy all the time now on their summer transfer strategy, and it'd be interesting to see which way it goes. Because, you know, Spurs fans would argue, looking at Paul Mitchell's record, how much has he brought to Spurs in terms of really good signings? I I think Deli Ali was one of his early on.
1: Yeah, I think Eric Dyer came in under him as well. Think he could have been an
2: early one as well, yeah. But then
1: you've got the likes of Stambouli.
2: Uh, wow yeah, Benjamin yeah. <laughs> he is, yeah. um yeah he's yeah it's it really you know I mean probably haven't even got time today but a proper analysis of what he's done not only at Spurs but with what you at Southampton as well you know there were some stinkers brought in there as well
0: Osvaldo sticks out immediately oh, he, he, he
2: stinks out yeah so <laughs> uh, yeah so it would be very interesting to see kind of how they go I, I'm guessing that by the sounds of it, this summer's transfers will have nothing to do with Paul Mitchell, and uh, that's what's supposed to be transferring. Yeah, I, th-
1: I think it's interesting. Y- you really need to consider our um, our recruitment setup when you've you've got, I guess, the two Dembeles. Um, is it Usman? Usum- yeah. Who's yes. now uh, um, Dortmund? Mm-hmm. Um, and but he's a
0: Spurs fan, of course. After his infamous uh, yeah. Instagram live, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, Moussa Dembélé up at uh, Celtic—that would just be confusing. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> it, only two Moussa Dembélé. <laughs> There's we, an extra S oh, in yeah, the first yeah, that's name. That's awesome. fine. Yeah, and how many uh, people would spell that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. And that would be annoying to get the chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we couldn't get, we couldn't get either of those Dembeles, and then we go out and spend. 30 million on Suzoko God knows how, how much money he's on each week if, if we couldn't have given that money to either wages or transfer fee for for any of the young upcoming players rather than how old uh, Suzoko 27 27 that's that's old for a Spurs signing. Isn't Honestly, it? We could we could do a series of podcasts
2: on the Soko yeah. signing. It's so weird and so out of character with every Spurs signing in the yeah. last ten years.
0: Absolutely. Um, just last night was obviously just a, a phenomenal moment in in the history of football. I think we'll we'll all agree. The potch rumours to to Barca have obviously kind of died down a tad since. Since Enrique's um, revelation that he'd be stepping down at the end of the season, I've seen a few people suggesting that last night may even change Enrique's stance on it. Now, whether whether that's the case or not, we you know it remains to be seen. But Pochettino, former PSG player Unai Emery, is now all of a sudden under a huge amount of pressure. PSG could feasibly not win their not win their domestic league. They're now improbably out of the Champions League. That could be a vacancy this summer. Do you think? That is potentially one that Poch may may be interested in. I
1: can see a North London manager going to PSG, but I don't think it will be Pochettino. I
2: think if Spurs were going to lose him, then maybe Barcelona. I don't think he goes back to the French League at this time in his career. I think he's a step backwards. And he's made such a massive deal about the Spurs players not being motivated by money when it comes to the Chinese moves and things like that. It would be incredibly hypocritical if he then went to pick back to PSG because it would only really be for money at this point.
0: Absolutely, um, I just, I just think to myself that this is such a key summer for him in that it, it's a it's a key juncture in this in, in his project at Spurs and you, the 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 money you know whether it will be there or not with the stadium move. Obviously, we had the story earlier um, this week about. The costs um, that have doubled and the email from from the club, um, yeah. there's there's gonna he's gonna be working to a budget this summer certainly. He is, he
2: is. But as I, I mean, I wrote an article on this as well. I think being a wanted man is only going to strengthen his case this summer. It does actually put more pressure on him because I think he'll get more out of this summer transfer window because of the interest in him. I think he'll be able to. You know, get some leverage over the others in terms of squeezing out any transfer budget there is. But yeah, it puts, like I said earlier, it puts a massive kind of focus on Spurs transfer window. It really does.
1: And I I think this season, with the performances at at Wembley, and assuming we qualify for the Champions League, I think Levy especially will be under pressure to get the players in to perform at Wembley in all competitions next season so yeah I I think Pochettino will get most of what he wants that's within our control obviously if a player's not going to come or a club's not going to sell then we can't do anything about that apart from throwing more money at it It's a
2: funny club isn't it this kind of moment in time for Spurs is they don't need much which makes it even more difficult they can't really go for this they used to go for the old scattergun approach under Frank Arneson but it'll be like a new signing every Friday. And essentially, ah, one of them will work out. And they can't do that now.
1: Something about Frank, Franco Baldini with the uh, yes. magnificent seven. Yes, God.
0: <laughs> Which positions would you buy in? God. I, I know this feels a little bit like we've traced overall ground mm. because I know last week we, we centred on... Um, I know... You didn't necessarily agree with my opinion, and I didn't necessarily <laughs> agree with your opinion of the, maybe the one or two players yeah. that are most susceptible to um, to their first team place, but or or maybe should be in my in my mind. But is there? Do you think there is kind of one key position or a few key positions? As we said last week, Spurs will need to strengthen. It, ultimately. You know, let's not rule anything out just yet, but it is a four-result swing on Chelsea that's needed in 11 games. It's looking fairly unlikely now. European football proved to beyond on them. There, there has to be some strengthening, to because this squad clearly can be strengthened.
2: Yes, but it's going to be a really interesting way they're going to have to look at it. They're going to clearly have their plans in place now for what they do if the summer window open right now. In these last few months, there's some people that essentially are playing for their futures. You know, Vincent Janssen. If he can come alive at some point in the next couple of months, then the club might suddenly to go. Oh, still banging the oh, drum. Still going. Still going, still going <laughs> to bang his drum because, you know, if he does, if he just get a couple, then suddenly there's less of a pressing need for another striker. If he continues to be a complete and utter dud. Then you've got to find a really good striker. I've possibly. now
0: got visions of of Vincent Janssen waiting for you in the mix zone at the lane with oh, a no, big with, with a big drum <laughs> waiting for you to just. No, no, come I'll on. be waiting for
2: Vincent. <laughs> honestly, trust <coughs> me. He kind of darts past us all in the mix zone at the moment, and I don't blame him because he's got nothing to say at the moment. And Sissoko, same situation. You know, if he doesn't do anything, will Spurs admit an expensive mistake and just move him straight on? maybe to Everton bring in Barkley as a swap deal they wanted him didn't they but it's a funny one position wise Eric Dyer, you know maybe coming back into midfield you want another central defender to make that a little bit stronger not even go near Victor Wanyama because I'll only start you off again on your Victor Wanyama rant Um, no comment yeah and I mean the fullbacks hopefully they'll stick around the backup fullbacks it's
0: have you named a position here? <laughs>
2: I, I think I've named every position you can possibly have. The key for Gutierrez at the moment is he wants to switch between formations, doesn't he? So he, he said in his press conference the other day, I want versatility. So whoever comes in is likely to be a player that can play in a few
1: different positions. Is that a good thing? Um, yeah. I You look at the players such as Bayer who can play... Um, in central defence and defensive midfield, you've got players like Son who can who can go up front or play slightly behind or even on on the wing if, if required.
0: Do you, do you think though, and again, completely shoot this down if, if you want to. I'm I'm open to ridicule. On, open to ridicule here. But do you think? I think we all agree that Dyer has not been able to quite set the same levels that he has last season. And he was brilliant last season in a settled role in the team. Obviously, Wanyama's come in and is is more of an orthodox player there. Do you think Dyer's almost been the victim of his own kind of qualities as as a versatile player, and that he's almost become a little bit lost? And there's no, there's not necessarily a defined role for him in in, the, in that setup on the now. I think lost
2: is a bit harsh. I think his his defined. Would you, would you role agree is...
0: that his form slipped?
2: it's definitely not as good as last year clearly because I think as a defensive midfielder he was superb and I think as a central defender he's good and I think that's kind of his limit on that he'll be you know for the England side he'll always be a defensive midfielder and I don't think the Spurs depends on Wanyama doesn't it really but as as long as Wanyama keeps performing to the level he is Dyer's not going to get back in there at the moment
0: Steve any 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 comment on that what do, what do you think Hi. i i my my feeling on versatile players i guess is i look i i always use the case of Phil Jones at Manchester United he has been a victim of the fact that he's never been able to nail down one position and it looked like last season Eric Dyer, supposedly a player that can okay you wouldn't put him at right wing back in this system but He's played at right-back for Spurs in a flat-back four. He's played at centre-half. He's played as a defensive midfielder. Could probably play him in a, in a three in midfield as well, as, as one of the three if Winks came in. I, I always think that that sometimes then sacrifices on your ability to nail down that one, one position and prove your quality in that one position.
1: Yeah, he's, the thing is, the, the more we play the three in the back formation, he's got his position there. That it, there's not gonna be a and well actually we've seen Vitongan and Order have been out for for periods and Dyer's sort of been the, the one player that's for he's in that back three yeah. when uh, would he would be the third choice of <laughs> Oh would like be part, a, yeah. um and I guess if if, if we're playing um, just two central defenders then yeah he is back up to Anyama. It's
2: knows? isn't it? what I mean last season they played with the back four but essentially Dyer was in midfield s- coming back and splitting those two central defenders. Yeah. Whereas now he's on the right of that three. And it is a it is a different role. And I think I don't know I mean you mentioned Phil Jones, you're throwing Phil Neville. I don't know if Eric Dyer's is Phil or not, but there's certainly you know, he's only young you know, he's only young and he's still got still got time to uh to kind of forge whatever role he's gonna to get was he's still only got twenty two, isn't he? Twenty three? Yeah.
0: it's so, early. Time's on his side. It is. There, there, just before we go on to the Millwall game, which um I'm sure we've got plenty to talk about, despite the fact we are we are running out of time. Um but we'll we'll just focus on Ben Davis and, and Jan Batonga both of their performances that weekend. Obviously it was that untimely slip. Um, for Lukaku's goal but on the whole those two gave Spurs a really solid um, left hand side of the defence and that's been a bit of a weakness with Davis in the team
2: I thought Davis was excellent I thought he was really really good and I think a lot of Spurs fans not so much going to eat their words because you know I think you know, they're going to shift their views never going to shift them at all but he was superb and he went for everything it was a really brave performance kind of threw himself at everything got forward technically has an assist for Kane's goal although you know, <laughs> it really was marginal uh, but no he was superb got forward a lot and Vertonghen <sighs> for me Toby Alderall is a brilliant defender I think this season Vertonghen has been our best defender and I'm putting that <laughs> Yes, I think he's Spurs needed a leader they needed someone to step up at the back and I think he's done that I think he's fantastic and against Everton my goodness it was like Dembele had kind of just merged moulded into the end some of the runs he went on, did this little pirouette, like a Zidane style or Dembele style pirouette on the edge of his own area to motor away from two players
1: the man is full of confidence and then he's looked over (laughs) (laughs) and the good thing is he's there to cover that Mm. that left back, um, left defensive uh, position Mm. when Davis is up the pitch or when hopefully when Roach is back when he's up the pitch. so
0: And he's naturally on his stronger foot as a result rather than having a defender there that, that isn't.
2: Mm. I mean, he, he is. And I, I remember who I read an interview with the other day that was saying you can always depend on the to cover you. He's always there to step in if you're out of position. And he has. I think he's been superb. And he's funny enough, he's saying that everyone's taken the mickey out of him recently for not scoring all his teammates don't worry don't worry yeah. 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 that's not what you're about did he did have that's a good chance, chance he did he, yeah. he did have a good chance he hit the bar last week as well yeah. but he's I think he's excellent at That whether he'll be in the team of the year or not in the Premier League I don't know but he deserves
1: to I think it goes to show playing a consistent formation um, and a consistent team every week is, is um, reaping its rewards with that's Ben it. Davis, with the Vita- top well the Vita- Thomas has been in and out with injury but I think that that um, three at the back with the two wing backs is now working almost as well as it did when when Rose was um, around.
0: Well, Frank Lampard's team of the year certainly brought up a little bit of a surprise with Ryan Bertrand in ahead of Danny Rose.
2: What was that? Seriously, Kane and Alley, that was it. Second place team in the country, shocker of five Chelsea players. Who would have thought Frank <laughs> would have done that? Eh? It was there were some odd choices in there, you know. But hey. Chelsea
1: The Larissa Chelsea. over
0: De Gea. Don't know, it's
1: always too warm in
2: there. Sticky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, some strange. you know, not to have Danny Rose, Walker, Rotonga Oh, there was someone. I could sit here just, I could simply just put the Spurs eleven in there. Quite
0: Before often. we send Alasdair into meltdown, yeah. uh, I'll <laughs> intercept that one. Um, another Sunday, another game at the Lane. Millwall coming to town um, for what will be the final cup game of the Lane. So. For two people that have been to White Hart Lane for years, I'd just like to open the floor to you to pay a, you know pay your tributes and respects whatever whatever it is a, an ode to the lane. Here you go.
2: It's going to be so sad. It will. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we should add a caveat that obviously Spurs haven't entirely decided yet whether they're going to Wembley, and there's this tiny, tiny percentage chance of them being at White Hart Lane again next season. Although I doubt it. Uh, oh it's going to be a Millwall uh, no offence to Millwall but I, I would have picked anyone but else rather than Millwall to be the last FA Cup now, obviously it may be an absolute tonking and a, the perfect way to send off White Hart Lane mm-hmm. in the FA Cup but you know FA Cup memories for Spurs and the amount of amazing games we've had in this competition and it's, it's going to be so sad it's going to be packed as packed as you can get in a reduced capacity stadium Millwall will bring in an absolute shed load with them Uh it is going to be buzzing I mean even recent league games have been the atmosphere have been, has been amazing it has been rocking that place so yeah. they're going to be in good voice
1: and I, I think it's uh, it's been sold out a lot more than it has in recent years just due to the fact that it's probably our final season and there's a reduced capacity and I, I'm not a season ticket holder I don't have the uh the luxury of being in the press box every week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Said with no bitterness what? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> Um but I I did get tickets for this game and with the with the uh ticket ballot um for members this season it might potentially be my last game at the lane going with my dad. So it it will be a special moment and hopefully um we we do get the result that we won against Millwall hope there's no problems.
2: there's hope there's
1: no
0: trouble afterwards well there's the, the full they've sold out their full allocation of I mean, the uh, 3,600 yeah. and, and there are unfortunately um, stories just gone on the website about the um, police will act robustly against any kind of disorder um, but you just you just want to see it you just want to see a great game of football don't you I
2: mean I saw a photo the other day whether it was real or not But they're taking down the hoardings around the away end just to make sure that there's none of that, you know, ripping it up. And you just hope that they don't rip up seats and things like that. And obviously, you know, there's a great chance that none of this will happen. Unfortunately, when a football club kind of gets tagged with this reputation, it's always going to carry around with them all the time. And just please, please, any Millwall fans thinking of it, don't try and make your mark on this last game in a bad way
1: enjoyed the occasion. Yeah, we might end the season with only half the corners in the stadium. <laughs>
0: exactly, even more reduced <laughs> capacity. Um and just just touching on Kane earlier, but obviously he's coming up against one of his former clubs from his one of his early loan spells away from the club, so um it be a be kind of a, a bit of an emotional moment for him on, on various um levels I guess. Yeah, it's
2: got a lot of circle coming around, isn't it? I think he was eighteen when he was there involved in a relegation battle he said it kind of toughened him up as a man made him a man was his phrase um yeah it'll be a strange run for him obviously in those days wasn't wasn't a goal scorer really he was still learning his trade and yeah it's going for him it, I suppose it is the perfect way to send off Spurs, uh, white Lane in the FA cup
0: how do you see it going how do you see spurs lining up do you do you think he will rest a few players Do you think he'll go fairly strong given that there's been a week in between fixtures
2: this is a really tough one. I did found kind of my talking points on this after the Everton game. What does he do? Because as Steve said, it's been so settled and the team is absolutely flying at the moment. Do you risk you, upsetting that?
0: You don't want a repeat of what happened against Wickham.
2: You don't. But then I suppose you can argue you've got the likes of Winx and Son that probably deserve a bit of game time. You could give someone like Dembélé who does struggle with his kind of his injuries and stuff give him well was a two week break wouldn't it he's it's, it's got a tough decision to make
1: the the only changes that I I would make and I feel Pochettino will make are the only sort of like like changes that we have in the team and that's Trippier for Walker and um, Yeah, I I, th- I think that that would be the case that's a fair point yeah I think Vaughan has played
2: every FA Cup game hasn't he yeah. so far
1: I can't see that yeah, being changed out. We
0: shall see. Um, predictions, please, uh, gents. Come on. Step up to the plate. So bad, though. Every
2: week. Uh, I'm going to go for sending off White Hart Lane in style in the FA Cup with a 4 0 win.
1: Uh, Steve? I was going to go 4 1. I reckon they will I might get one.
0: I'm going to go 2 0. <sighs> so concerned but yeah. I think it will be one of the easiest 2-0 wins Spurs you have a double
2: um,
0: <laughs> no I think Harry Kane <laughs> might get another double um, I'm
1: going Kane Hattrick will there be a celebration yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Against yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why on earth would there not be I'm sorry. I I, I would I will be ashamed of Harry Kane if oh, he if there's no if one, there's sorry. no celebration, I oh, will be I, I will be furious. Oh, I
2: think the kind of guy he is, I've got feeling he might not celebrate. Maybe not the first, but for the hat trick.
0: <laughs> Maybe with hat trick yeah, yeah. We shall see. Um, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon, gents. Steve has a, an urgent meeting that he, he's informed us of that he needs to uh, dart off to. So, so we're going to have to wrap things up there. But good half an hour's worth of stuff, and we packed plenty in. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you to Alas there for joining us. Our Spurs writer. Thank you, and thank you to Steve for joining us this afternoon. Come on, you Spurs. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, Sort of looking back on the Millwall game and uh, all your latest Spurs news. Um, So, thank you, good afternoon, and goodbye.